Today we are ordaining four people to deacon ministry here with us at Calvary. Kate McClure, Linda Doolin, Blake Herridge, Krista Chappelle, and also Will Ward, who will be joining our deacon team but was unable to be here today. Deacons are often some of the first responders to pastoral care needs in our congregation and community here at Calvary. You may see them in the Welcome Center greeting people on Sunday mornings or serving communion here in worship. But outside of our time together on Sundays, they're also visiting with senior adults and others to offer pastoral care. They're coordinating meals for people in our congregation, visiting those who are in the hospital, and praying daily for the different needs within our church family and community. Deacons at Calvary paint a beautiful picture for us of what it looks like to offer our love, our care, our kinship, and our hopes to one another in this place. We are so thankful for this new group of deacons, for their willingness to respond to God's call of service here at Calvary. Deacons, we would love for you to introduce yourself and to share with us what is a way that you are called and equipped to serve here at Calvary? As each of you respond, we will also present you with a towel, a tangible reminder that you are not taking a position of pride or of power, but of selfless service in the way of Jesus, who bent down on his knees to wash the feet of others. Um, I'm Kate McClure, and I'm just excited to be more involved here at Calvary, and just, I feel, um, there's, I have a lot of time and freedom in my schedule, and I um, feel equipped to use that to serve the needs here at Calvary and uh, minister in prayer. I'm Linda Doolin, and one area I believe that I am called is to forge new relationships to get to know more of you and, and find areas of service in that. My name is Blake Carriage, and from being called to serving as a pastor and then a chaplain, I've always tried to remind people that they are loved and there's always hope. And I look forward to help Calvary in pushing forward that same gospel of love and hope. Hi, I'm Krista Chappelle, and I feel called to serve Calvary um, using the skills that I've learned as a hospital chaplain to walk alongside each of, each of you and be present with you no matter where you are in your lives. We also want to extend a special thank you to two people who are rotating off of our deacon body this year, Brenda Bradley and Tim Smith. Thank you all for the many ways you have been and continue to be the hands and feet of Christ within our church family. And now I'd like to ask a question of our new deacons. Will you inspire us all to live faithfully, encourage us to be fully present, to those whom we serve, to be sensitive and compassionate to those in need, minister to everyone without exception, live with integrity in your own life, devote yourselves to God's word and prayer, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
please respond, with God's help, I will. And now I'd like to ask a question of the Calvary family. Will you in the Calvary community of faith pray for and encourage these deacons in their ministries? And will you participate fully with them in fulfilling the mission of this church? And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, will you do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus? Please respond, with God's help, we will. Our deacons will now be seated around the sanctuary during this time of ordination. There will be two up here in the front and two in the back of the sanctuary. We ask that you all rise up and approach the deacon nearest you and lay hands on him or her, praying for God's blessing and for faithful service in the coming years. God, we pray your blessing over Kate, Blake, Linda, Krista, and Will as they become deacons, as they serve, care for, and walk alongside this congregation and community. God, we ask that you would give them strength, courage, insight, wisdom, energy, faithfulness, and abounding love to do the things that you are calling them to do in this place and to be the people that you are calling them to be. We thank you for their service. We thank you for the ways that you are present in and among us. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. steps. And how is everybody this morning? I'm doing good. Great. 
question to start with, start everybody with. When somebody sneezes, what do you say? Bless you. Why do we say that? To be polite? Okay. When you sneeze, your heart stops for a second. A millisecond, okay. Just a very short time, okay. Well, you know, we say that about, we ask for God to bless you, and we use the word blessing sometimes a lot. Uh, you know, we'll be eating. Yes? We want to praise God. Okay, great. You know, but we, we didn't use the word blessing a a lot of times, you were talking about, you know, we say God bless you, or before we have a meal, we say the blessing, right? That's what we call it. Or uh, maybe we talk to people and they talk about how people are blessings in their lives. They may say how my children or grandchildren are blessings to me. Um, so we often say blessing a lot, but sometimes it's kind of hard to know what, what that means maybe. You know, a blessing is like God's favor or God's protection on us. Um, so when we, do, when we do blessings, and we're, gonna, we're actually going to have a, a reading a little bit from Genesis talking about blessings um, and how we can be a blessing. You know, God gives us a blessing. He gives us things that we can do, gifts that we can help people with. But let me ask you, how can we be a blessing to others? You know, God wants, he gives us blesses, or he blesses us, but he also wants us to be a blessing to others. How can we do that? Any ideas? How can we be a blessing to other people? We can pray for other people, okay. Yes. Help people in need. We can just, we can just be there for other people, right? There's lots of ways that we can be a blessing, yes. People want to be responsible, okay. Yeah, do things for God. You know, there's a lot of ways we can be blessings. We can be blessings uh, to our parents at home, you know, making good choices, helping out around the house. Um, what about at school? Is there ways we can be blessings to teachers? Yeah. Listening to teachers. Doing what? Following directions. Yes. Paying attention. Not goofing off. I think a lot of teachers really appreciate that one. Okay, working on the work that they give you. Yes, Steve. Talking talking. Not talking when the teacher's talking. There's lots of ways. Being respectful to other students. Okay. Oh, we got lots of answers here. Yes. Do your homework. Okay. Yeah. Okay, be safe. Be safe around others, right? Asher, did you have an aunt? Don't scream in the classroom. Okay, turning your work. Okay, well, I think we've probably got lots of answers on that, so we're, we're good there. Um, well, I know that, like, my wife is a teacher, and she talks about how she sees blessings in her students. And she said, Oliver, in particular, is a real blessing because he's always thoughtful and he always has a smile. I'm put, kind of putting you on the spot there, all. But yeah, we can all be blessings uh, to each other. There's a lot of ways we can do that. Um, now I'm going to finish by pr 
praying in a little bit, but uh, Miss Emily has little um, cards with magnets on the back that'll talk about being blessed to be a blessing so that we can do that, okay? So as she passes that out, let me ask everybody to, to pray with me. Okay. So Heavenly Father, you do give us many blessings and you ask us to share our blessing with each other in many different ways, whether it's just being kind or helpful or just listening. Lord, as you give us blessings, may we share those with you and live out the life you would have for us. It's your son's name that we pray. Amen. Genesis. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the new Jeff. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Falling, but for 
Sarah, take me by my arm. Tomorrow we are Canaan bound, where westward sails the golden sun, and Hebron's hills are amber crowned. So bid your troubled heart be still. The grass, they say, is soft and green. The trees are tall and honey-filled. So Sarah, come and walk with me. Like the stars across the heavens flung, like water in the desert sprung, like the grains of sand are many suns. O Sarah, fair and burn one, come to Canaan, come. I trembled at the voice of God, a voice of love and thunder deep. With love he means to save us all, and love has chosen you and me. Long after we are dead and gone, for a thousand years our tale be sung. How faith compelled him for us on, how barren Sarah bore a son, so come to Canaan, come, where westward sails the golden sun, and Hebron's hills are amber crown. Oh, Sarah, take me by my arm. Tomorrow we are Canaan bound. Now, gracious God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of all of our hearts together in this place be found pleasing to you. O Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was void and darkness covered the face of the deep. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. You could say that it was the very first 
blessing. Soon God took the dusty dirt of the ground and formed a man. And God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. And there was blessing. Then God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and fish of the sea with all of their bright colors and spots and stripes, and they made the world wonderful and diverse and beautiful. And there was blessing. And then God said it wasn't good for man to be alone, that he needed a partner, but there wasn't anyone suitable to be a companion to the man. So the Lord put him to a deep sleep, and he took one of man's ribs and made a woman to be his partner. And there was blessing. Now life was good and full of blessing, but the man and the woman didn't obey God. They sinned. They fell short of believing and trusting God, and those that followed them would often do the same. And yes, there were consequences to their actions. There was struggle and shame and jealousy and pain, but God never stopped blessing. But things kept getting worse, and finally God saw the evil on the earth was getting out of control. Except for a man named Noah. God liked what he saw in Noah. So God sent a great flood to the earth, but not before he told Noah to go and build an ark and to gather up his family and all of the different animals two by two in the ark. Noah trusted God and did everything that God commanded Noah to do, and God took care of him and his family on the ark. And there was blessing. Well, it rained and it poured for 40 long daisy daisies, and it nearly drove those animals crazy, crazy. But after the rain dried up, God put a rainbow in the sky to be a reminder of God's covenant with every living creature on earth. And there was blessing. But as time went on, Noah and his descendants began to fall away from God. They decided that they wanted to build up this really tall tower and to make a name for themselves. A tower that would reach up all the way to the heavens. So the Lord, disappointed that the people were worshiping themselves instead of their creator, decided to create a diversity of languages. So he scattered different speaking people all across the earth. And as the people scattered, a man named Terah took his son Abram and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and they settled in the land of Haran. Now Sarai was barren and had no children. And yet God said to Abram and Sarai, Go from your country, go from all of your family to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And all the families on earth shall be blessed through you. So Abram and his family left to follow God, even though they had no idea where they were going. And there was blessing. As we continue this week in our series, Mission Reimagined, I would like for us to imagine all the way back to the very beginning. We follow a God whose mission has been, is, and will always be to bless. It's simply who God is and how from the very beginning God has worked in the world. 
And even when humans like Adam, Eve, Noah, Abram, Sarah, you and me continue to fall short or to mess up or just to do stupid things sometimes, and even though there are consequences, God's intention for us time and time again is to bless. There's a book that I would imagine many of us in this room know by heart called I Love You Forever. And in it, we hear the story of a mother who held her new baby and very slowly rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she held him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. Well, the baby grew. He grew until he was two years old and he ran all around the house. He pulled all the books off the shelves. He pulled all the food out of the refrigerator and he took his mother's watch and he flushed it down the toilet. Sometimes the mother would say, this kid is driving me crazy. But at nighttime, when that two-year-old was quiet, she picked him up and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, the little boy grew. He grew until he was nine years old, and he never wanted to come in for dinner. He never wanted to take a bath, and when Grandma visited, he always said bad words. Sometimes his mother wanted to sell him to the zoo. But at nighttime, when he was asleep, she would pick up that nine-year-old boy, and she would rock him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, the boy grew. He grew until he was a teenager. He had strange friends, and he wore strange clothes, and he listened to strange music. Sometimes the mother felt like she was in a zoo. But at nighttime, when that teenager was asleep, she would pick up that great big boy and rock him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And when she rocked him, she would sing, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, that teenager grew. He grew until he was a grown man, and he left home and got a house across town. But sometimes, on dark nights, the mother got into her car and drove across town. And if the lights in her son's house were out, she would open up his bedroom window. And if that great big man was really asleep, she would pick him up and rock him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Friends, even when we are rebellious, even when we are absolutely exhausting, it doesn't matter if we are two years old or far too many years old, our good God keeps coming back to bless us. It is just who God is. 
And so when we get to Genesis 12, it should be no surprise to us that God continues this work of blessing. Old Testament scholar Walter Kaiser says that this passage in Genesis is the earliest statement of the fact that it will be God's purpose and plan to see that the message of his grace and blessing comes to every single person on the planet. Now notice that in Genesis 12, every part of this blessing comes from God. Listen to the I statements God makes. I will show you the land where you will go. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you. I will curse. Every part of the action is initiated by God. And so what does all of this mean for us as we reimagine mission? Perhaps it means taking a step back and realizing that nothing missional begins with us. It doesn't begin at Calvary or at 18th and Bosque with any program or project or grand ideas that you and I might have. God's mission began long before we got here and it will continue long after all of us leave. Because mission begins with God and God's desire to bless. And when we begin to see mission in that way, we realize that it's not something we create or initiate or control. That God's mission is ongoing and it's something that you and I get to participate in. After all, it's God who breathes life into the dirt. We are just the ones who happen to get our hands dirty. It is God who does the work of blessing. We just happen to get to be a part of it. And so we don't go to China or Lebanon or South Texas or Sealy Park or West Avenue or the villages or to the house across the street or the office down the hall or the cafeteria in our school as if we are the ones who are blessed and we have something to offer those who are not as blessed. No, we we go out on mission wherever God is calling us to participate in God's ongoing action of blessing the world. And we go out on mission to be part of that blessing. It's why whenever someone new joins the Calvary family, we say that we hope to give to you and receive from you by God's grace. Because sometimes we have a blessing to give, and sometimes we have a blessing to receive. But at all times, if we will just pay attention and look closely enough, there is a blessing from God for us to be a part of. Like last Sunday, I was running around in circles on Sunday morning when Brian Boyle came up to me and said, Hey, what do you want to do with all of those donations for Hurricane Harvey? And I looked at him and I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so he took me outside of the Welcome Center where someone, a good Samaritan, had dropped off this large truckload full of supplies, water bottles, canned food items, toiletries, and supplies, which was great and everything, except we're not an official donation collection center, and worship was starting in 20 minutes, and I had no idea what to do with all this stuff that was on the sidewalk. But our friends at Dayspring just happened to be leaving on Sunday afternoon to do relief work in Houston. And so Brian and some others loaded up the truck and took the supplies to Dayspring. And there was blessing. Or it's like a few summers ago, I befriended a little girl named Maria in our English camp in Suzhou, China. 
And on the last day of camp, Maria came up to me and she took something and put it in my pocket, but she motioned for me not to look at it because it was a surprise. And after she gave me a tight hug goodbye and and ran off, I opened my pocket to find these pieces of candy that we had brought the children as their prize for the end of the week, that she had given her candy back to me. And there was blessing. Or it's, it's like a few weeks ago in our missions team meeting when Megan Limley found out that David and Elaine Norris make these beautiful quilts for all of the newborn babies at Calvary. And she told David that that quilt is one of Baby Graham's favorite blankets, and they use it all the time. And there was blessing. Or it's like in Lebanon this summer, our team visited some Syrian family members living in a tent camp in the Bekaa Valley. And they honored Tim with this beautiful red headdress, and they poured perfume on his beard. And they cooked this elaborate meal for the whole team. Some of them had been working on it all day long. And it was a beautiful experience of Arab hospitality, unlike anything the team had ever experienced before, from people most of them had never met before. And there was blessing. Or last Sunday, Kevon Burnett showed up at church with his mom and dad. Kevon, if you remember him, when he was a little boy, he was that giant gold Christmas star in the children's Christmas play. And he ran down the aisle, and the wise men were behind them, and he's saying, come, come, follow me. (laughs) And he always had that bright smile on his face and a hug to give everyone at Calvary. And here he was, just a few inches taller, a sophomore in high school now, still with that contagious enthusiasm. And there was blessing. As Barbara Brown Taylor puts it, we sometimes cling to the illusion that some of us are blessed and some of us are not, and that it is our job as those who are blessed to rescue those who are not. We labor under the illusion that our work involves us and them. With us, the caregivers, the helpers, the lucky on one side of the counter, and them, the clients, the supplicants, the unlucky on the other side. We give in to the illusion that they can all be saved if only we will work enough hours and find enough money and get enough publicity and do enough work. But as our Lord reminds us, we are people who live by the grace of God alone, by trusting in God's providence and by remembering that we are more, far more than what we consume or where or where we live. We may care for ourselves and we may care for others, but it is God who cares for all of us. If we remember that, she says, our service to others will be as different as our sense of ourselves because there is no us or them out there. It's just us, all of us, lined up on the same side of God's counter. Some of us may have more than others, but we are all blessed. And we are all called to bless one another because we are all seeking the way home and finding it in one another's company. At the end of I Love You Forever, I think we know that that mother, she got older. And so her son came to see her one day. And when he came in the door, she tried to sing the song. And she sang, I'll I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. But she couldn't finish because she was too old and sick. 
And so the son went to his mother, and he picked her up. And he rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and he sang the song. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mommy you'll be. And when the son came home that night, he stopped for a long time at the top of the stairs, and then he went into the room where his new baby daughter was sleeping. And he picked her up into his arms and very slowly rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while he rocked her, he sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Friends, who is to say who is the blessed one and who is doing the blessing in this story? Is it the mother? Is it the son? Is it the daughter? Or is it all of them? All of them participating in a blessing that is so much bigger than themselves, a blessing that has been handed down and practiced in their family and will be for generations. You see, the blessing and the call of Abram is a powerful moment in Scripture, but it is only powerful to the extent that you and I continue to participate in that blessing that you and I seek to be active participants in God's mission to bless the world. And I don't know about you all, but I want my life to be part of a blessing like that. And I want Calvary to be part of a blessing like that. And it comes when you and I and all of us are following after a God who is like that. Because when you and I follow after God, yes, there will still be struggle, and there will be grief, there will be sadness and pain. Those things don't just go away. But there will also be deep, abundant blessing, because our good God never stops blessing. And so may we have eyes to see the showers of blessing that are all around us, my friends. And like Abram and Sarah, may we have the courage to go, to follow wherever God is calling us, so that we might get our hands dirty as God breathes new life into our whole wide world. And so God, I ask that you would give us eyes to see Blessings around us in new ways. Give us a heart that seeks to be part of the work that you are doing to bless the world, to bless our neighborhood, to bless our workplaces, to bless the kids who sit beside us in the cafeteria, to bless our friends in Lebanon and China and South Texas and so many different places to which you have called us. God, help each of us to know how we can be part of that blessing. God, convict us of ways that we sometimes think we are in control of that blessing, that we hold it in our hands and that we distribute it. Um, help us to open our hands and to let those things go and to be willing to get our hands dirty sometimes when you breathe life and breathe blessing into our sometimes dirty but beautiful world. God, we love you, and we ask all this in your name. Amen.
Well, maybe you're here today and you're hearing about this blessing that God wants to give us, God wants to give all of us, and you've never taken that step forward to receive the blessing. If, if you want to respond to what God has done for you and for all of us through Jesus, who, who was and is the ultimate blessing, we would love to visit with you about that in the back of the sanctuary. Or maybe you're ready to respond by making Calvary your community of faith. We would love to welcome you into our church family today. Or maybe you're here and you're just struggling to see blessing in your own life or in the world around us. Sometimes it's hard. It can be hard to see blessing in the midst of pain and anxiety and grief and so many situations that we can encounter. And so if you would like to talk with someone or to pray with someone, wherever you find yourself on your journey with God, our ministers will be in the back ready to receive you and to pray with you as we continue in worship. When you call, come follow, follow me. Would I at once have left behind both work and family? Or would the old familiar round have held me in its claim? and kept the spark within my heart from bursting into flame. Would I have followed where you led through ancient Galilee, on roads unknown, by ways untried, beyond security? Or would I soon have hurried back where home and comfort drew? Where truth you taught would not disturb the honored world I knew. Would I have matched my step with yours when crowds cried crucify? When on a rocky hill I saw a cross against the sky, or would I too have slipped away and left you there alone? A dying king with crown of thorns upon a terrible throne. Oh, I cannot search my heart through all its tangled ways. With a certain mind, my steadfastness of praise, I only pray that when you call, come follow, follow. 
Gracious and generous God, you are the creator and provider of all things. You have blessed us. Thank you for your blessings. We respond now to your generosity with gratitude, and we give back to you. We pray that you would continue to work in the world so that all may know your name and all may be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. As you leave today, I hope you'll look over the announcements that were in your worship folder because there's lots of important information about the upcoming week at Calvary and especially about something that's happening at 2 p.m. today. Um, there is a play at Baylor this afternoon and Calvary and Greater New Life have been invited to participate in a talk back afterwards. And Jeremy's done a lot of work coordinating that and we are excited to participate. So if you want to see a play this afternoon, um, see the information in your worship folder, talk to Jeremy. I hope that you'll join us for that. Also, I'm mindful that we have quite a few guests with us today, and we are so glad that you're here. We ask that if you have a moment, if you would stay and linger, we would love to visit with you and to connect with you after worship today. And we'd also like to invite you to stay for lunch. We have a spaghetti lunch downstairs, and all are welcome, and we are looking forward to that time of fellowship together. Would you stand and join me for the benediction? Friends, may the God who calls you from this place journey with you as you go. May God delight in you with joy, bringing unimagined graces. Walk with you in darkness, shining light along your way. May God be close to you in pain, bringing strength for every moment. And comfort you in fear, granting courage to be brave. May God's love surround you. May Christ's mercy astound you. And may the Spirit abound in you so that you live in the fullness of the God who is with us always. Amen. Oh,